Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Good news today for Ireland. We're the, the friendliest country in Europe, according to the readers of the Condé Nast Traveller and the Travel Magazine. Um, they highlighted the countless global reports have continually dubbed the people of Ireland as some of the friendliest and most welcoming to visitors from across the world. And they say that their readers to the Travel Magazine, they feel the same, voting us in top position for the friendliest country in Europe. In fact, Dublin was ranked sixth place in the friendliest cities also. Great showing, great effort from the Emerald Isle. I'd like to hear your experience though. I mean, do you find Dublin the friendliest, like the friendliest place in Europe? Uh, Neve is with us on the line in Cork. Neve, do you find Irish people to be super friendly? Hi, Andrea. When I heard you? the piece this morning, hi, good, thank you. Um, Shane mentioned Donegal and I had never been there until August of this year and it really resonated with me and having travelled widely, I just can't believe, little did I realise the friendliest place on earth was in our own country and that yeah. has to be Donegal. Absolutely, I'm delighted to hear were, it. Oh, absolutely. You're so lucky to be from such a beautiful and friendly uh, place. Um, every single person we met was unbelievably friendly and helpful to us, uh, even the dogs and cats on the street, I have to say. <laughs> and as well as that, trained. of course, the you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Now, I've, I've been to Dublin many times, but I have to say, Donegal, nothing against the Dubs. And as a Cork woman, it's difficult for me to say that yeah. some are friendlier than Cork, but Donegal wins, hands down. And I was with my five sisters, one travelled over from South Africa, one from. Uh, Copenhagen and they all agreed you know and we've all travelled and we were just blown away literally by the friendly people and the warm uh, Irish welcome we received in in Burtonport in Burtonport okay yeah lovely Mm -hmm. part do you think we extend this you know the Cape Mila Falcha to everybody I mean I know the the voters and the readers of Condé Nast Traveller think we do but yes I'm not sure about that maybe is it Probably because we're from Cork, of course, <laughs> they they welcomed us warmly. But uh, no, I think they they were welcoming to everyone. There, when we were there, we met some uh, travellers from the US, and uh, the, few, we met a few people from China, mm. and they all said the same. Actually, <laughs> you know, we had a chat, and uh, they received now. Um, I'm talking for Donegal, but I'm saying the same about Cork. I suppose we also offer a, a warm welcome in Cork, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. Anita's yeah. on the line as well, Neve. Um, Anita, you, you were in Meath, but you've moved here and you moved here a number of years ago. I mean, do, do you find Irish people the friendliest in Europe? Hi, Andrea. How Lovely are you? to speak with you. you <laughs> um, yes, uh, moved here with my family in 2007. So I presume my experience is more um, about living here rather than visiting Ireland. And I do find Irish people very welcoming, to be honest. I don't particularly agree with Dublin, though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, uh, I live in Meath, uh, close proximity to Dublin, and I'm very often in Dublin for work. So, um, but um, I have other very good experiences like Galway, Sligo, Loud. Um, Cork indeed uh, last year we spent St. Patrick's Day in Cork and it was the best St. Patrick's Day we had so far so um, yeah yeah, we came here 2007 
um, we integrated into the community. Community welcomed us in um, in the little town we live. Where did you uh, move the, from, Anita? Uh, Hungary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, I was surprised that some some Irish people they don't think that uh, Ireland is the friendliest place. And I presume when you go, you're born in it and you grow up in a place, this is your norm. But when you come in from Eastern Europe or somewhere else where people might not be friendly, then you see the difference. So um, I just, I'm amazed the openness of the Irish people and how they welcomed us without any judgment mm-hmm. and they helped us uh, enormously in the first few years, especially. Um, we came here <laughs> knowing nothing, very naive, um, without uh, speaking the, the language. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. we never, ever had any issue, really. Um, this is our personal experience, really. Yeah, so but it's great I don't to know. hear, Anita. Isn't it brilliant yeah. to hear like both yourself and and Neve? Because I often think sometimes when you you read reports like this, and then you you know you 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 ask people or you ask Irish people, do you really think we're the friendliest in Europe? Mm-hmm. Like the friendliest number one position. <laughs> I think it's fantastic to hear that yeah. people have such positive things to say about Ireland, and that we really like that people really do see us. Um, has just been super friendly. Did you find, I know you talked about kind of settling in in the town in Meath. How did you find the making friends part, Anita? Uh, again, it's, uh, it was quite easy. I'm a quite an open person, talkative. And uh, the first friends I had were coming from parents in the school. So um, I had two boys. They, they both went to primary school here when we moved, moved over. And, um, you know, I, I'm not, uh, like it was shocking. The first the school started in September, end of August, and the first weekend, my son got an invitation to a birthday party, and I was like, <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. So they, we were welcomed. We we were welcomed and helped along the way, and and uh, then I started to integrate more in the community. Started to work in the community, and and uh, started um, to play sports in the local uh, sport club. So. And the boys played in the local uh, football clubs and um, athletic clubs. So um, we also, like, it's a two-way thing, I think. It's not just Irish people have to be welcomed or or open. The, whoever comes here has to be, you know, open to that yeah. welcoming as well. Okay. We yeah, absolutely. It's a two-way thing. Megan is with us as well, Anita and Neve. Megan, you used to work in the tourist and the hospitality sector. What is it then about Ireland? What makes us just so friendly? Um, yeah, I agree with Anita and Neve that Irish people are inherently um, open and friendly and warm. Um I I think more so they're curious. They're curious about people who come to Ireland and why they're here. And I think that you find that more so in the countryside and the coasts more than Dublin. I think Dublin people are busier and uh, Dublin people are so used to tourists that maybe um, tourists get overlooked a little bit in Dublin. Okay. But overall, though, you think when you look at right across the country, you think the stats are the stats are right. We are we are. We should be ranked in number one position. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I think that actually, I would be curious with Board Vulture's stats, but I think um, I would be, um, I wonder if it's one of the top three reasons that people actually come to Ireland. Yes, the natural beauty and the crack, but the crack is only due to the people and people who like people come to Ireland. 
they're, they're searching out the connection and the exchange, the funny story to take home, um, the recommendation that they got from somebody on the street for this amazing place that wasn't on Tri- TripAdvisor and wasn't, you know, on Google Maps. I'm interested in where people think, aside from the question today, I mean, do you agree with this? Is that your own experience that we are the friendliest country in Europe? But where is the friendliest place in Ireland? I mean, look, obviously I'm biased. I was delighted to hear Neve a little earlier in the show talking about County Donegal and I can see some of the texts coming in uh, from people making that uh, that very same point. But, I mean, I, I just wonder in the main right across the country, like, is it everybody's experience beyond the tourists, that we are actually this genuinely friendly, that it's it's not a sort of a, a forced thing or that it's genuine? I, I would say that it is genuine. It's not forced. Of course, you know, you're happy for somebody to come into your shop or to use your service and you're going to be nice to them. But that's not the case across Europe. I was in Prague several years ago and so used, I, I moved to Ireland in 1999 um, and started working in the hospitality and then started my own tour guide business, uh, which I've since um, let go. I, I was so used to Irish hospitality, the warm Irish welcome, the greeting when you walk into a cafe or a shop or a restaurant, um, and then the, just the little exchanges that you might have on the bus or um, if you're, you know, maybe walking the wild Atlantic way that you might have um, on a hike or in the Wicklow Mountains, mm. the little exchange you might have with somebody else as you go on a hike or something like that. I was so used to all of these things that when I went to Prague, which is absolutely a stunning city and, yeah, and very yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was only there very recently, actually. I, I was left cold, Andrea. I was, I'm wondering how you felt, but I was left absolutely cold because nobody really acknowledged that I had chosen to come there. And I'm not saying that that's some great achievement, but just I didn't get any personal connection with anybody. Okay. And I think Dublin needs to be careful that we don't lose that because we're so used to tourists and because tourists have started looking to their phones for the recommendations on the cafe and restaurants to yes, go to rather yeah. than actually asking somebody local, whether that's that really be an Irish person point. or an expat. That's a really interesting point around whether, you know, Dublin just needs to be sort of somewhat cautious that it doesn't lose that, you know, friendly, um, just the friendly hospitality, the friendly approach that tourists get when, when they do come here. I was actually reading through some of the, the synopsis from um, those at Condé Nast as to, you know, why Ireland and why Dublin is in, in sixth position. And actually, just specifically what they say about Dublin, they say that Dublin is a city at ease with its lively reputation from the curbside fiddle playing to lively nightlife that rages on into the early morning, Ireland's capital seamlessly combines its zest for life with nods to its radical history in the form of landmarks, museums and the stories told by strangers turned friends met along the way. And I think that is a really interesting point, Megan, that so much of what we do is the word of mouth. And when you go into hospitality outlets in Ireland, like they do, they love to recommend the places, the best spots to go to. But, you know, that is a really good observation that we, we all turn to the phones, the reviews, what TripAdvisor says, rather than just asking a local. This is it. And this is the big threat to Dublin and other big cities in, in Ireland, that instead of waiting for tourists to go, go home cold and without the personal exchange, because like Anita said, the tourists didn't look for the personal exchange. Maybe people who live in cities, Irish people and expats like ourselves, need to reach out to the tourists and say, um, are you looking for, um, are you, can I help you with that? Mm. If you can clearly see they're following Google Maps, which is what happened to me last year. There was a group of maybe four 
beautiful young things from Spain, maybe they were in their mid-20s, and all four of them literally had their head down, you know, where there's no chance at interaction following Google Maps. And I could tell that they were saying, okay, we have to turn right up here. Um, and, and I was just thinking, just ask somebody local. They'll tell you how to get there faster. And they'll actually, if that place isn't good enough, they'll tell you a better place to go. Yeah. I so, wonder I, how I many of us do that. in that regard. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, Christina's with us as well in Meath. Um, Christina, do, do you agree with this sentiment today that Irish people are the friendliest in Europe? Can you hear me okay, Christina? No, we'll come back to Christina So in a moment. I think we've got Isabel, though, on the line uh, in Wexford. Um, what's your experience, Isabel? Yeah, my, my experience has been a very good experience. Now, I've been here 36 years. I'm French and uh, uh, I've only been positive. People have been so kind to me and I love my life in Ireland. Um, all my best friends are Irish and uh, it's only positive for me. Yeah, yeah. that's great, though. Um People are, I don't know, they make you feel very welcome. It's kind of um, uh, caring. There's a, a serious caring side to the Irish people, I think. They genuinely are interested in you and they, you know, they, they are there to help you. Mm. And also, one thing I notice is that, let's say when I'm in France, because I, I still have some family there, so I do travel back. And if you're walking, if you go for a walk, being in the countryside, and you happen to meet someone facing you, walking towards you, they might not say hello to you. But in Ireland, everywhere you go, everyone you pass on the side of the streets or, any, you know, well, down the country anyway, yeah. uh, people are always say hello and how are you and, you know, so... Um, I'm, and I've started doing that in France and some people just look at me and they say, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you're just walking up the streets yeah. in Paris yeah. <laughs> shouting at people, well, how yeah. are you getting on? Yeah, how are you getting on? Oh, what's wrong with her? Yeah. I'm saying hello. <laughs> you know, so these days, then all my family, all my friends have come here. The first thing they say is, oh my goodness, the people are so kind and friendly in Ireland, you know? Next thing, you, the one thing I always notice, well, particularly at home, is that everybody that passes each other in a car has to do some form of a kind of a hand signal <laughs> to the oncoming driver. To, I mean, oh, I you don't even know who they are, but just to kind of acknowledge them. It's just, it's, yeah, it's gas like. It's funny you say that. Whenever you arrive first, here first, people are waving to me in the car and I was like, I don't think I know them. Why are they waving to me? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, say, I'm doing the same myself down the little country road here. And if I have some of my French family with me, they say, oh, do you know her? I say, no, I don't know her. I just say hello, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's so, it's, it's, it's lovely to hear, though, that, that, uh, that that's been your experience, Isabel. I think we've got Christina back on the line. Uh, Christina, do you agree with Isabel? No, can you hear? No, Christina's gone again. We'll try and uh, try and reconnect with her. Um, Richard has texted in. He says, lads, will you just be real? Cork, obviously, it's the best county in Ireland in every possible way, including its warmth and friendliness. Um, this listener says, this is a moment where instead of talking badly about the youth of Ireland, we can talk about them in a good light, full of pleases and thank yous, um, asking plenty of questions and give people a chance to speak. The Irish travelling youth are exceptionally open and uh, don't look down on people. 53106. 
96 is the number if you want to get in touch. Uh, one of the things, Isabel, that people always mention, well, not always, but certainly in previous conversations that we've had here in the programme, um, when they move to Ireland from other countries, sometimes people talk about it being quite difficult to make friends, to make that kind of genuine connection beyond the sort of the, the school grounder, you know, passing comment in the shop. Was that something that you experienced? Personally, not myself, but I I think, as your previous caller said, you have also to make a bit of an effort yourself. So, you know, as people outside the gate of the school, you know, you can invite a child for a play date or then you get to know the mom and you can have a coffee together. You need to make a bit of an effort yourself. But genuinely, I people were so responsive and uh, I suppose I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not shy or, you know, uh, I'm easy, I kind of like to meet. Are you there, Isabel? No. Um, Megan, you're still with us. I, I've been at, I mentioned there at the start, I was just asking people beyond Ireland, where's the friendliest place in Ireland? Oh, I actually would have to agree with your caller from Cork that it's Donegal. I remember going to Donegal and I think think it's simply down to, um, I think the, the places in Ireland that get the least amount of tourists insofar as American tourists, I'm American, um, you know, very few Americans make it all the way up to Donegal. They don't know how fabulous it is. Yeah. And um, I was given all the time in the world and really got into some interesting political and Again, connecting conversations with people mm. there, um, not just the superficial stuff. Oh, where are you from? How are you finding Ireland? But really kind of more deep and interesting things. And I, I think every Irish person I've met is capable of those conversations um, of how Irish people, in my opinion, are fabulous conversationalists. And that's yeah. not true of every culture. It's certainly not true of all Americans. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, it's two votes for Donegal. I'm happy with our performance so far. I think we've uh, this text actually from a listener who says, I'm a dub. And I think Skibbereen, hands down, the friendliest place in the country. Anita, where's your vote? Donegal after all this. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, haven't Before somebody there. says I told you to say that <laughs> I better put <laughs> in the disclaimer yes. to say that I didn't. Isabel are no, you No you did not. No. Are you back, Isabel, or are you still are you there? No, Isabel seems to be gone. Listen, let us know today whether or not you agree with this survey that's out. It's the um the vote from the Condé Nast readers and they're they've ranked Ireland as the friendliest country in Europe. Dublin City ranked in sixth position. And we're also asking you, where is the friendliest place in Ireland? 53106 is the number. Uh, but listen to all of the callers there. Um, thanks a million for joining us here on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. A little earlier too, we were talking about the Condé Nast Traveller and the fact they've ranked Ireland as the friendliest country in Europe. Dublin also ranked in sixth position in terms of uh, the friendliest city across the EU. And we had a really positive reaction to this. Like every single caller that got in touch this afternoon all totally agreed with the survey and have all had super positive experiences, whether they've grown up in Ireland or subsequently moved here in recent years. And John got in touch, John's and Meath. Um, John, well, what was your experience? Yeah, hi, Andrew, how you doing? Um, I, would, I would definitely disagree, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, well, I'm 50, 53 now. I, 
I moved back here from Australia when I was about five, six years of age. And from that until I was maybe 10 or 11, possibly even 12, myself and my brother suffered serious kind of, it would be mental and verbal, physical abuse from other kids and sorry, parents as well. For, because of the fact of what we sounded like more so than anything else because we were we were two little Australian kids that moved back to Ireland my my mum and dad are Irish and it would have affected me from the point of view of I went back to Australia when I was 14 for a while and then came back here and then moved back there again when I was in my 20s and would never have come back to Ireland only for my wife with our two kids wanted to come back and live in Ireland and let the kids grow up here. Basically, that's it. So you, it was you, it horrendous is, now. It is, it is the impact of the, well, the, the physical and um, emotional abuse over the years was, was so much so that you just, I mean, you had to leave, you left as a teenager, like. Yeah, we went, yeah, we went back for um, a couple of months then, but my mum and dad wanted to come back here again, so, we did, and then, as I said, uh, I I left here. I I emigrated from here in my mid twenties with my wife and son. And then, when my daughter was born in Australia, we my wife decided that she wanted to come back. I would never have come back, never. It was never would never would it, it was never in my thought process. I just my wife felt it would be better for the kids. Now, in saying that, to a certain extent. It is good here, but mm. um, I've been involved in kids' football, soccer for years now, and I've witnessed horrendous abuse of foreign national kids, and uh, not just from other kids, but from adults and, and on sidelines and things like that. And I just, oh, it's disgusting what you'd hear. And it's purely because of where they're from. They're not Irish. They don't sound Irish, so they don't belong. That's what you'd hear, like. You know, my my wife works with um, some some foreign nationals as well. My wife works in uh, healthcare and that, and she said that some of the abuse that they suffer as well. I, I, I'm assuming it's because people coming here on holidays they feel that you know, like the like the Cade Meal of Falch and all that goes on here. Mm. But, but a lot of that, you know, like well, I feel it's a show. Okay, to be honest with you. Do, do you find John having come back now? You know, later in life, and and with your wife and with your kids, um, have, like, is has your own personal experience changed? I mean, do you find um, that even Ireland in two thousand and twenty two? Well, well, I sound Irish now, so I spent I spent my first kind of I suppose eight ten years here making sure to get rid of the accent I had, so I didn't sound. Did you, John? From yeah, I did. Yeah, I definitely would have. Yeah, definitely would have. Worked really, really hard to get rid of the because I was I was called English scum because nobody had ever heard an Australian accent. So I spent the first seven or eight years. I still had twinges of it that I would actively hide for fear of being it being heard. But if I come, come home, I would say yeah. But you see, the thing is, because I'm a, I've been exposed to that kind of thing, and you would have heard it growing up and things. Mm. I hear it. Where other people wouldn't hear. Don't, it. yeah. You know, like you've never really, you've never um, really lost the the, been able to shake the shackles of that. No, John. I wouldn't. It would. There's always that. It's 
I'm assuming it's with any form of abuse as such, is you're you're sensitive to it when you see it and hear it, yeah. and it would have an effect on you then in terms of your uh, your life experience, and then also when you look around you and you see it and hear it around you, which it it, it is there and it's very very prominent. Just a lot of people, because I now I don't mean to to be bad towards being Irish, because I'm sure it, it's in England as well. When I was in Australia, you'd hear it about Australian people say it about foreign nationals over there. But it's a lot of the thing we're, we're like we're used to it here, so you don't hear it. And you, you know, it's interesting because you've had the experience. Mm. Um, I suppose I've been here as, you know, a tourist and, and then having moved here and been yeah. back and forth and, and over the past couple of decades that, like, has anything really changed? Has it got any better? Um, the only thing I'd say that has changed is because it's it's more acceptable from, from the foreign national point of view to live here. So I find that because with my job, I travel a lot around the country and stuff, you find a lot of the, the foreign national groups, they kind of stick together. Like a lot of the I've Polish friends who well, I would be the definite minority within that group, but they would generally be more accepting of their own and they would be more nervous of me until they get used to me. And then when I would tell them my story, they would be more accepting of me because I've lived what they're living. And um, I see it then, um, like we've Polish friends that come to the house even, and they would talk, and sometimes a friend of theirs would come with them, and they would they would definitely be standoffish because they know they think they know what they're going to to be walking into, and then when they see that's not what's there, they tend to relax and come out of their shell and be more comfortable in the, in the in the the company they're in. But they would tell you horrific stories as well. You know, I know a lot of people that have left here because of the way they were treated by Irish people. It's just, it's absolutely heartbreaking, John, to hear that and like to listen to your, you know, when you can hear it in your voice, like the experience that you've had over the years from, from early childhood, effectively, like right up to, to this stage in life. Um, thank you, John, though, for getting in touch with us and just for sharing your experience with us on the programme today. We're talking to John because of the, the Condé Nast Traveller, uh, the research that's out that has actually ranked Ireland as the friendliest country in Europe. And I just ask people to share their experience and a lot of very positive experiences uh, in the early part of the programme. John and many others, though, now getting in touch too. Look, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to drop us a line today or you can text us 53106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.